Hello and welcome to the Oplane Podcast, here with those that are redefining the future of commercial aviation. As usual, before I introduce today's guest, let me remind you that you can find all the previous episodes of this podcast, as well as many other aviation stories, on the Oplane website. That's oplane.tv. In the fourth and last episode of the Software and Airline Cycle, produced in collaboration with CETA for Aircraft, I wanted to do a sort of recap of the different tools that we have been talking about here in previous episodes to better understand how these performance-enhancing technologies work together in the context of a modern airline operation. To do so, we are joined today here on the podcast by Kemal Ahmed, who leads a digital day of operations suite of applications at CETA for Aircraft. From this vantage point, Kemal can offer a holistic view of the role of software in the everyday work of aviation professionals, pilots, ground personnel, and others, as well as some details and examples about the savings, both in terms of dollars and carbon emissions, that having the right software systems can bring about. A famous Silicon Valley entrepreneur and investor, Mark Andreessen, once said that software is hitting the world, and aviation is, of course, no exception. To see what this means for the world of aviation and also get some practical examples, let's welcome Kemal to the podcast. How are you? Hi, 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 Mikhail. Yes, I'm, I'm very good, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. I look forward to, to speaking to you today. Likewise, um, you're joining us from London, is that right? Yes, that is correct. A, uh, a small, well, a small village just outside London, close yes. to Heathrow Airport. So, oh, very so, convenient. so good, for, good for getting to that. Yeah, yeah, very convenient. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed how you guys at CETA for Aircraft, you have a, such a decentralized team. I've been talking with people that are based in all different locations across Europe. Yeah, I think it's something which is uh, which has um, emerged sort of fairly organically um, with the the placement of where some of the product development has been and where some of the major seat for aircraft offices has been, and especially over the last year or so, because everyone's become so good at working together remotely. Indeed, um, it's, yeah. it's something that just works really well now. Indeed. I think we we're all getting getting used to it. Some of us uh, we we're already kind of used to remote work before before the pandemic, yeah. but that's become that's become definitely much more widespread. You are the head of applications portfolio at CETA for Aircraft. I'm going to ask you to to explain us a little bit what this means because CETA for Aircraft you are structured in in different products and solutions. So. From your title, I assume you are sort of kind of managing all of them. So I guess you can give us a good idea of all the different technologies you guys have. Yeah, of course. So, so that's correct. Seat so, uh, for aircraft. Um, we're split into into obviously several different departments, and and the the portfolio of uh, products which I manage is, is what we call our our digital day of operations um, application applications. So the the, the software or software as a service solutions which we have for um, for managing managing flight operations, managing the day of flight operations. So whether that's um, dispatching, flight tracking, uh, EFB applications, cabin crew applications, for example. So anything which which is like a, a software product like that, which is used to to manage the operations of a flight or or manage collaboration, that that falls sort of under my remit, and uh, and that, that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Uh, and hopefully we can. Uh, uh, going into a little bit more detail, so mm-hmm. so so that's so that's what I do, and that and it really involves the the development of those products. So figuring out where where the industry is going, what our customers want, and and creating features to support that and help them. Yeah, actually, you know, there is a topic that that really find really interesting 
and I hope the, the audience does as well. And that's sustainability, aviation sustainability. That's really, it's been a, a big focus for, for us here in the, in the podcast. And basically, there's an area of sustainability that I think it's sometimes underreported. I mean, obviously, all the, the new propulsion technologies, new types of fuel, new types of engines and aircraft, they, they get all the attention. But there is also so much that can be done as well through the optimization of the current processes and operations. And, and that's a topic I would like to discuss with you, because I guess from, from your position, you have a very good vantage point of what's possible with today's technology, software, and different applications that help airlines be more, more efficient. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a big topic at the moment, obviously, and I think it will be for, oh, well, for many, many years. You look at what um, the reports that airlines are putting out at the moment, and not just airlines, like most companies, their sustainability reports are, are reaching up to 2050, and this topic is clearly going to run. But I mean, you're, you're totally correct. Like hybrid engines, like sustainable aviation fuel, um, those sort of things are great, and they, they may be a, um, a solution to the problem at some point. But there's a real demand from airlines, uh, from airports, from whoever it may be to, to have something now like that can really have an impact. Mm-hmm. And you look at like the, uh, especially say, I mean, let's think of something like, which maybe isn't so common. Like uh, obviously everyone knows that the burning fuel at takeoff is extremely uh, bad in terms of CO2 emissions. But let's look at like the airport itself and the, the processes around uh, around managing like aircraft. There's so much efficiency that could be found there, and the the carbon footprint um, around airports and and those processes is also large, and it's something that, that needs to be tackled. And I think what airlines are looking for is a a way to to measure that, like how do you measure what what you're doing in terms of sustainability, but also to to find these uh, these sustainable, whether it's efficiencies or or changes in what they're doing that increase their sustainability and their footprint um, on the world. Actually, I wanted to ask you because I guess you have a, a good panoramic view of all the different processes involved in a airline operation. What are the parts of the, let's say, of, of the whole flight operation that are more taxing on the environment? Because as you mentioned, it's not just a flight, but also lots of emissions, for example, happen on the ground, uh, getting rid of extra weight, for example, through paperless operations, which is a kind of a subtle, there are lots of different subtle ways that are not too visible that can help to to reduce this carbon footprint. So what would you say are the most taxing on the environment and which are the areas that can be tackled with existing technology, like like the one you guys do, the, the, the ones you guys develop at CETA? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said, like everyone knows that like the burning of jet fuel is is always going to be the, the thing which is most taxing on the environment. And I mean, that's clear. Um, I think that's that's fully understood within the industry. And, and for that point, the, the, the takeoff part of the uh, of the of the operations is, is always going to produce the most CO2 um, and and have the biggest impacts. But it's, it's not just that. I mean, they say that aviation contributes 2% of the CO2 emissions. But I mean, in reality, this number is uh, it's not really that accurate. There's a huge amount of industry and like uh, infrastructure that revolves around aviation, which which all has an impact on, on the environment. Like um, maintenance, for example, if you, if you can avoid maintenance um, or unnecessary maintenance, um, the, the maintenance of parts for an aircraft, the delivery of those parts, 
all of that has a has a has a huge impact on the environment. It's not just CO two emissions; it's it's everything that comes around with that comes around that that infrastructure. And and these are things where slight changes or or use of different products uh, or uh, like I said like like weather avoidance. If you can avoid bad weather and therefore avoid some uh, some maintenance unnecessary maintenance, um, the the impact is is uh, is not going to be small. It's going to be incremental, but this is going to have an impact on 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 the environment. And that's I think that's a really key thing. And maintenance is one because it's it's an easy one to understand but it's not just there it's let's say if, if you're able to to improve the the communication say between the the aircraft and like uh the the ramp manager or the person that's managing the the fuel for for that aircraft you're able to improve that communication or say improve the data flow so that there's a, a real-time understanding of uh what the fuel levels are what the required fuel is for for the next leg you can you can really improve the accuracy of, of fueling decisions and the 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 fuel ordering to, to make sure that you're not dumping as much fuel maybe or um your aircraft is isn't as heavy you have a more optimal amount of fuel and um, just because of the you can you can communicate better with the person on the ground there's no miscommunication like a simple yeah. thing like miscommunication can really add weight to an aircraft or, or make you have to dump fuel before arriving and that that type of stuff has, has a big impact if you build things and if an airline works with sustainability in mind in, in all parts of the process those small incremental things can they'll really make a big difference yeah actually i i spoke with um, one of your colleagues uh, recently about, for example, the weather, bad weather avoidance. When you were saying of maintenance, I, I assume you, you're referring, for example, to cases where extra maintenance is avoided. Basically, you are avoiding the, the causes that create this need for a maintenance. Like, for example, I was surprised to learn that if an airplane flies through very heavy turbulence, it might require some extra maintenance because of the sort of tensions it's gone through when flying through the turbulence. I assume that's the sort of thing you, you had in mind. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, that's one example. Yeah, if yeah. Uh, if, uh, if yeah. an aircraft flies through some strong turbulence, they'll, they'll, mm -hmm. same if they have to do a go-around because of a uh, poor visibility. Um, yeah. If that poor visibility isn't something that's Known straight away, then yeah. extra maintenance is required um, in that event. What about communication? What, what would be a sort of situation, for example, you mentioned that poor communication between the different parties involved in, in, in managing a flight can result in a higher, let's say, environmental cost or, or higher fuel expense for that flight. What, what would be that case, for example? Yeah, and I mean that's an interesting one as well. Like, uh, there's 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 two types of communication to think about. There's communication which is actually like physical or or verbal or text communication, and making sure you're able to contact someone with the right information at the right time. And there's the other sort of communication which is uh, the where we, which is more like the the flow of information. So so people that need to see like real time information, say about the aircraft. Um, are able to see that um, and therefore are therefore able to take action uh, on things uh, efficiently and I think we spoke about like the, the airport environment is is again is it, there's a large carbon footprint there but if you're able to to really streamline the communication like say around the the turnaround of an aircraft turnaround is, is so tight the timings on it are, are really really tight um, the the knock-on effect of uh, of a delayed turnaround can have a, a huge sort of future impact uh, for, for the airline whether it's uh, delays to, to future flights uh, issues with passengers but also things like uh, idle like use of like a, an APU unit for example um, if, if your turnaround is extended because you haven't been able to manage it properly the APU the power unit will be on for a longer period of time and that has an impact on on, on the environment and that's a measurable impact something which, yeah. which can Sorry. be established I, I just need to make a, a parenthesis here um, for people that might not be familiar the APU is the auxiliary power unit so that's basically when you are supplying power to the aircraft when it's 
on the ground. Yeah, that's, that's, been, that's, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, a, sort, a sort of generator, to put it in plain words. I don't know if that's technically the right description, but yeah, it's sort of, sort of a piece of equipment that can supply electricity power to the aircraft when it's on the ground. Yeah. And and they'll they'll use it in the turnaround, say like even if it's just to power like like uh, vacuum cleaners to, to to clean the aircraft. If your turnaround is is extended and that's on longer, there's a there's an impact on the environment if your auxiliary mm-hmm. power unit is say on for for too long that's of time. And by improving the communication and bringing everyone into one place to be able to communicate around the the turnaround, allowing everyone to see, okay, the aircraft has landed now. Okay, it's going to be on its gate at this time. Okay, we need to be there at this time then. So to, to do what we need to do by giving that to everyone involved it can really drive efficiencies in that area and you don't have to have your catering truck like idling waiting around uh, powered up um, with nothing to do you can you can use you can use it more efficiently people are able to manage their, their processes more efficiently and this has a big impact on the carbon footprint on the ground um, which 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 is a key thing and I think we mentioned before communication as well like in terms of like fuel fuel like is the is the main is the one of the main issues in terms of a uh, sustainability um if you're able to communicate more accurately your fuel requirements and let's look at the last two years with, with the pandemic say like uh no one people haven't been allowed to go into the cockpit so where previously a pilot may actually just chat to the to the person who's going to be fueling the aircraft and say we need this much hand them a bit of signed paper saying this is the fuel we need now they're not like the the person's not able to go into that cockpit they have to have a way to communicate and if that isn't there then there can be it's very easy to have that miscommunication so by improving the way that people can collaborate between the aircraft and the ground in a way that's available to lots and lots of people and um, can make sure that the the accurate information is passed and therefore the the fuel load is is as accurate as it can be um and therefore uh, you you gain all the efficiencies there from having the the crest amount of fuel in terms of weight on the aircraft um uh, fuel dumping all of those things so mm-hmm. so communications are a, a key a key thing here um, and being able to do that can really have a strong impact on the environment I got the impression that we are talking about many many different steps with different players involved so it's a bit like a, like a puzzle needs to be put all together. I'm just wondering, is there a way to uh, put all these operations in a single workflow? I don't know if that's how it works. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit ignorant about how the actual operations of, of the, let's say, like the practical steps involved. I, and I guess this might be what you guys are, are doing with your products, but is there a way to, to structure this in a single workflow? And then another question is, uh, this obviously has some implications, not just for for the environment, which obviously would be a, would be a, a goal in itself, but but also has some economic and financial implications for the airline. And why are there still uh, so many inefficiencies in 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 a sector that it, it operates at the very thin margins, very technified sector, but still seems there is a lot of lots of lots of scope there to make it more efficient. So what, why why it hasn't happened yet? I mean, is this a technical difficulty of integrating all these different operations, making them more efficient? Is it technical reasons? Is it regulatory reasons? Is it because of the legacy ways in which airlines organize their workflows? What could be the reason? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few, to be honest. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, operations uh, surrounding surrounding the aircraft and the management of um, operations surrounding the the aircraft and the the management of uh, of aircraft and all the processes surrounding that they've they've grown significantly um, over time. Um, so Kamal, from what you tell me, uh, yeah. the 
operations of airlines are made of a very um, large number of, let's say, of small steps. I'm just wondering, like in, in an industry that's operated such uh, you know, razor-thin margins, and we're always constantly trying to squeeze more efficiency gains. Why are there still so many issues with this? I mean, with all so many inefficiencies. I'm just wondering whether there's a way to inter integrate all these different steps into a, 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 into a single workflow that allows the airline to have a, a better view of where the potential efficiencies are. I don't know if that's something you guys at CETA have been working on or whether there are technical or regulatory issues that prevent this more holistic approach, let's say. Uh, yes. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a great question. And as you said, like, it's very confusing to understand maybe sometimes why um, airlines have looked at this or been able to solve this problem before. But in reality, it stems from um, how complex the operations are, but also how many people are involved. Um, as, as you may be aware, most airlines do not manage all of their processes and they, they contract a lot of stuff out. So whether it's the, 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 the management of baggage, the catering, uh, fueling, de-icing, whatever that is, it's normally not um, managed or, or run by someone who works directly for the airline. It's normally a contracted company. And by having so many contracted companies, but also so many like um, out of stations, a lot of this stuff doesn't just happen at the, the main hub for the airport, but this, the, these, these things happen in, in places which are far, far away and may not have the best uh, communication. So it's very difficult to, to, to gain efficiencies and to get an oversight of what's happening. Like uh, you, you may have, a, uh, once you can track your aircraft to understand what exactly is going on with a, uh, with a catering truck um, at one of your outstations a long, long way where, you have, where you're only working with contractors, um, can be very difficult because they have their own, uh, they have their own agendas and, and needs to fulfill so it can become a very difficult process um, and what we're trying to do actually is as you said with with technology and something that's really come up actually over the past few years um, is um, to, to build a system where people are able to communicate not just internally but externally as well with with different companies um, that they're working with and be able to share that information in in one way and um we're we're building products at the moment at CETA and we have um, products available where companies are able to airlines are able to to get an oversight of the the real-time status of the aircraft what process it is undergoing who's doing that and also communicate directly with them whether it be on a on their cell phone whether it be on a ipad whether it be on a on a laptop and and use some of the the tools which, we, which we're building um, or have built to, to communicate centrally, even with people who are a long, long way away um, and don't work directly for the airline. And these are some of the things that could really drive that efficiency. Um, and so I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, let's look at something like uh, the, the crew and the diversion. So say an aircraft has to divert to a different uh, a different uh, airport um, for whatever reason, like um, passengers ill or there's a maintenance issue in it. And this is obviously now a really big issue for the airline and there's a lot of things they need to manage. And a lot of people need to be involved in that. Um, and at the moment, the, all of the people that are involved in that really don't have a way to, to work together. And what we're trying to do is bring them a way to work together with, uh, with some of our solutions. Um, and say, for example, the person who's in charge of the cabin crew decide at that point that, okay, this, this aircraft's diverting, that we need to send another cabin crew 
an emergency crew to take over and uh, and manage the, that return flight or uh, the, the the aircraft getting back into position um, with with the, with the passengers on it. That's all. That's all well and good, and they they've done their job. But if the case was actually that the current cabin crew that were on that flight um, hadn't gone over the, the allocated hours that they that they were allowed to work and could have returned that flight back to its uh, final destination, that airline would not have had to send an emergency crew, and therefore they wouldn't have had to position a lot of people in one place um they would have saved costs but there's an there's again there's an environmental impact there you're moving people from one place to another and having to to, to put people up in say a hotel and then also reposition those people so you're you're moving people around so there's an environmental impact on that and by having a, an oversight into the the real-time information that's available that decision could have been totally different and uh had a an impact on the environment and an impact on the cost for the airline so so that's that's what we're trying to do with technology here and uh, a new collaboration technology that we're building is really trying to make sure that everyone who's working not just the airline but everyone who's working on that flight and, and anything surrounding it um, is able to have that view and collaborate so that they can make these correct decisions which can save the airline in the end a large amount of money and it may be money which they wouldn't have known um, or sustainability um, uh, savings that they wouldn't have known could have occurred without um, having this ability yeah actually I would like to go uh, in detail about all the different examples of, of these solutions that um, might help optimize some, some of these steps. Can you tell us a bit more about all the, the different, different solutions you are developing at CETA for aircraft? Because um, you've got a whole portfolio of, of different solutions mm. targeting a specific segment, a specific activity, a specific stage of, of the flight, of, of the flight in a, in a broad sense, so including the times when the aircraft is on the ground, some operations that the crew has to perform when they are on board. What can you tell us about this? Yeah, of course. And I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it, obviously, in terms of sustainability, but let, let, let's start with, uh, um, let's start on the aircraft today. So obviously, like uh, EFB, electronic flight bags, uh, something that have been, uh, have been around for a while. And I think, as, you, as, as we mentioned earlier, there's uh, um, weight saving on the aircraft is a, is a massive deal. Um, and it really can have a, a strong implication on the, amount of, uh, uh, on the amount of fuel that is used. So we have a, a few solutions like our uh, electronic flight folder solution and a EWAS pilot, which is our weather application. Um, and these are fully electronic tablet-based uh, electronic flight bag applications. And this is something that's obviously been talked before, but I think is, is always something worth thinking about, that, that this, this EFB technology can save a huge amount of weight on the aircraft like in terms of, um, in terms of the removing of paperwork. Uh, removing all that flight briefing information for a long haul flight where you may have uh, several different um, several different crew who are working at different times for uh, say an ultra long haul flight you can be saving like 100 kilograms in weight per flight and over for, for a large airline this, this adds up significantly and this can lead to a significant change but it's not just that it's uh, so I mean that's that's something like straight away that you see just from using a, uh, a tablet whether it's an iPad or Microsoft tablet or Windows tablet uh, and wherever it may be just by using that you can see and immediately there's that gain there the software itself the technology like we've talked about avoiding bad weather um and how like you could have a, a avoidable maintenance from going through turbulence but there's there's so much more that comes from 
that. So imagine if if you need to perform some maintenance, say you've uh, you've been and these are real life examples. Say you've been impacted through through some ice crystals and you have uh, some engine damage. It's not just the fact that you have to have this this maintenance, which has a huge environmental impact itself in terms of the manufacturing of, of new parts, the the time that the aircraft's on the ground uh, in terms of cost, um, but also you have like uh, you may have like this is a a triple seven or a three eighty or a large aircraft like that. You may have a uh, three to four hundred passengers who who need to be uh, who need to be moved into different positions, and and that that movement is automatically adding like a huge amount of carbon footprint onto the uh, onto that onto those journeys um, and it's really the, the consumers are, are the people that are driving this 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 need for sustainability people are now thinking more about whether they're whether they're sending a package or whether they're flying themselves like understanding their carbon footprint is something that's key and that's why the like avoiding this bad weather and maintenance can have a major impact on, on that sustainability but being able to have confidence as well like in 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 the weather that you're seeing can really help the pilot make their decisions on the on the fuel that they need for the for the journey so they have confidence in the weather and they have confidence in, in the, the the weather data that they're seeing for their flight which is what we're providing with, with the eWAS pilot application they're able to have more confidence in making the correct fuel decision for the for the route that they have to take to avoid any bad weather or to to fly at the correct height yeah. so i mean that, that that's just an example yeah i just wanted to refer here to a, an episode um with the product manager for eWAS pilot he presented all the different options and it was quite interesting to find out about all the the, the weather aspect of a flight, which is something that passengers are normally not that aware unless they go through a very serious turbulence. All the, all the technology that goes into making sure that the, the plane goes or avoids uh, the worst weather condition. That's, yeah, definitely what was very, um, was an eye opener. So that was EWAS Pilot. You have other products as well. OptiClimb and OptiCruise, right? Which is, it's more about optimizing the itinerary. Yeah, absolutely. And this one yeah. really is about the, the, the fuel saving and the, the mm-hmm. reduction in the CO2 emissions um, mm-hmm. that can be brought to an airline. And I mean, I have some examples in terms of like the figures and they're, they're quite um, they're, they're quite impressive. Like if you look at, say, a, a short haul, a narrow body, the 737 and A320, uh, something like that, use, using OptiClimb and, and the, the technology there to... Uh, um, to, to, to create an optimized climb gradient and to using the, the data from both the weather and the, and the data from the historical data from the aircraft, you, you can save about 82 kilograms of fuel per climb. And for uh, a year, the yearly reduction in CO2 for a 737, for example, could be over 200 tons um, of CO2 emission, emissions saved and, uh, or reduced and over 70 tons of fuel saved. In a, in a year, if you look at like a, a, a sort of a normal short haul operator, um, average short haul operator that's flying a, a 737. And obviously, if, if you then look at a, a, a long range, a wide body, like a, a 777, a, um, something like that, the, the numbers are dramatically higher. You, you, like you could see, you could be seeing over 200 kilograms of fuel saved um, for each climb if, if using the, uh, on average for each climb, if, if using OptiClimb. And the fuel savings per, per tail um, for, for a year can be over 100 tons. And it's a really big impact. And it's, it's using data that's already there. Like it's using weather data that's available. It's using the airline data. So, so this information is available. Then airlines have it. And it's just utilizing it in the correct way and analyzing it in the correct way. And then also providing that information to, to the pilot at the right time. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's what's really key here is that the pilot needs to have so the, this this information, say the the, the client, the, the optimized climb information, or like the optimized routing information that we can provide through these services. Um, we will input those, and they can they will be shown directly on the the EFB applications, which I was talking about before. And what that does, that provides the pilot the confidence to 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 take that decision and to ask for this routing and to do this this different climb um, that they're seeing. And this gives them the confidence do that and therefore more than likely uh, have more utilization um, because they've seen that information in the right place and that has a direct impact on the on environmental footprint um, for that airline and it's uh, they're, they're, as, as I saw with those figures there can be really significant savings for the airline and reduction in CO2. I'm, I'm just browsing your website now I can see you have up to nine different mm-hmm. solutions under what you call digital day operations uh, which is just one part of the CETA suite of products. What about the other ones? I mean, you have EWAS Pilot and EWAS Dispatch, which are mainly about the weather. Then you have OptiClimb, which is mm. the one we're mentioning now. Then you have others like Mission Control and Flight Folder. Flight Folder, I think it's it's about the paperless cockpit. So it's getting everything on tablets rather than on a big thick. A pack of paper saving weight and then you have also data solutions aircraft data hub yeah. yeah so i mean this is this is really about as, as and very similar to the to, to the opti climb and the opti flight well this is really about enabling the airline to use their data that they already have Mm-hmm. Um, and they they may provide to us anyway by by using things like mission control and uh, mm-hmm. and, and opti flight to use this data in a way that they can do things like uh, improve like uh, predictive maintenance so so understand when uh, when they'll they'll need to perform maintenance and that will and and the, the impact that you can have there is by by being able to enable like strong predictive maintenance and predicting the the maintenance requirements for the aircraft they can avoid failure and failure is what has that the impact has the impact on the customer has an environmental impact by being able to, to to manage that in that way and use their data to to understand when maintenance will be required they can avoid those sort of failures but they also things like tire degradation they can they can understand when uh, the the efficiencies will go on the on the tires on the aircraft or when they're likely to fail as well and and and, and stop that from happening and these are these are really key things which 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 have an impact, like efficiencies of, of those tires has an impact on the efficiencies of the aircraft, the reduced chance of failure again. And all of these things have that, as like I said, it avoids that unnecessary maintenance by being able to predict it well using the data that they had. Um, and this is key. And the, I think the, the, the interesting thing here is that this is data that has been, that they're using already, um, say for mission control uh, and mm-hmm. flight. Uh, for mission control, which is the, the communication thing, which we've been talking about in, uh, already in terms of bringing communication uh, teams together to communicate that system is integrated with lots of different systems that the airline has so that the, the data which they hold can be used and shared with the people that need to use it and some of these other data options that we have is basically just uh, enabling the airline to use that data in, in uh, for, uh, for other things as i said like predictive maintenance tire degradation to really improve how they they run and really improve their their operations and and, and for the airline saving vast amounts of money but also having a really strong impact on the on on the sustainability uh, angle and the um, and the reducing of, of their footprint on the environment. For example, in cases like mission control that involves like a, a two-way communication, if I understood correctly, how does the integration work? Because I can understand, for example, things like the, as you mentioned, the aircraft data 
for example, or EWAS pilot, EWAS dispatch, that it's about crunching data and issuing some recommendations based on the analysis that the, the, the systems can do. I mean, you, you have this as a, as a software, software as a service. But what about the solutions that require some communication with third parties? So here, for example, mission control, it involves as well ground personnel uh, that might be working for other suppliers, for other companies. How you ensure that this integrates with this very complex envir- technological environment? Does everyone need to be a user of, of CITES products or, or there's an easy plug and play integration? Or how does it work? How you make sure that this communication flows, that there are no, no mismatches, no compatibility issues? Yeah, and I mean that's the idea. Is that it's a it's an easy it's an easy collaboration. It's an easy plug and play. And uh, we we worked with uh, with Microsoft quite heavily to do this, um, utilizing Microsoft Teams to enable this functionality. So that it's it's very easy. It's, the the scanning of a QR code can give someone access to to that system um, and allow them to 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 see the information that they need to see to manage the processes or communicate together. So so rather than being just a communication one person to the other, which we may see now, like uh, for someone uh, sending someone an email um, or a text message, it, it enables that mass communication of everyone who's involved. And I say we 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 utilize strong like a strong functionality that we can get from from microsoft to, to really enable that and that's where it's able to to really build something which just hasn't been done before um because this is uh this is new technology now which is which is enabling which is enabling this to be done and and if, if we if we come back to the, the the integration part of that like imagine like uh you have someone who's working uh, a long long way away and they've been able to access this information and we, we've talked about some of our weather products and we have a, a weather product on the ground for for dispatchers and OCC to use, which mimics very much what the pilot is seeing. And using that tool, say if there's a, there'll be a, a warning of a weather hazard, um, as said, like the, the, a warning will come for this tool for the dispatch to say, oh, there's some strong turbulence ahead or there's a thunderstorm here, um, so that they're able to manage that. Um, and that, that's great. And the OCC person can then manage that, do a rerouting. But for us now, this this person who's working a, a long way away, waiting for the aircraft to come into to the outstation, is probably well is probably unaware that this aircraft is going to be going through some strong storms or or even rerouting to avoid some turbulence. But now with uh, with mission control, they're able to a that data can seamlessly go from that dispatch to EWAS dispatch seamlessly go from that. Uh, into mission control and alert that user that this aircraft is has flown through some strong turbulence or this aircraft has had um, an issue with a storm or has had to reroute and their their, their journey's been uh, several miles longer and then whether that's a maintenance thing whether that's a fueling thing whether that's a, uh, even an issue with a, a passengers having to to disembark early or, or need transport to their next gates to avoid a delay they're then able to to manage that straight away um, because they'll see that information and previously they wouldn't have seen that information in practical terms how do they see this information when we talk about integration would they be seeing it on their on their normal messaging system or messaging application they use or do they need to install something on purpose to get this type of messages what the interface looks like to be honest that's that's the beauty of what we've done here with microsoft is that um, it utilizes microsoft teams yeah yeah absolutely i think uh, that, that's that's why i said that's the that's the the, the beauty of what we've done here with Microsoft. This utilizes Microsoft Teams. Whilst uh, not every single uh, company in the world will be using this, uh, will be using Microsoft Teams, first of all, they are able to, to plug into it, even if they're not. Um, but 
for for many companies uh, they're already using microsoft and the the services that come around with it so mm -hmm. it, it really just integrates directly with that and they would just they so they would see a notification whether it's on their their cell phone on their watch on their ipad um wherever it may be in the normal way that they would if they were working and sending a, a message between colleagues um and it would come through the the mission control application in microsoft teams so it really there's there's nothing like i said there's nothing really that they they would need to do and using the as I said the functionality where they can just scan a QR QR code and then have access to that system makes it uh, makes it can make it super easy for for that to happen and that, that's that's what we're intending to do we don't want to burden people with more work we want to make it easy um, and that's why we've we've worked with Microsoft to, to do that um, because it's uh, it's so widely used it can uh, can really make it a, a solution that is uh, easily available for um, for anyone to use. Do, do you sell the uh, different solutions package? Do airlines need to contract them out one by one? How does it look in commercial terms? And how many airlines are using it at the moment? It's a bit of a mixture. Obviously, these uh, most of our products can be uh, can be used individually, but where the the real benefit comes is by is by utilizing things together. So as as we spoke about before with the flight folder and EWAS Pilot, by utilizing those those tools together, you get a huge amount of added benefit um, from having all of the information in one place. So with your briefing that you're doing with your electronic flight folder, you have all the live weather information contextualized and visual. You're able to have all that information together in one place. If you're using OptiClimb at the same time, you're able to see that both within the when you're doing your briefing and in the, the sort of tactical application that you're using for your weather. You're able to do uh, all of those things. So the products definitely work better together. And really the, the sustainability, the sustainability like a part of that is much enhanced when you're using multiple things together. And the other example, say, is uh, with the dispatch and mission control. Um, mission control works great on its own. Dispatch works great on its own. You're able to communicate with lots and lots of people using mission control. Um, you're able to manage a lot of things you're able to manage a lot of workflow um, and this is all extremely important and the same with dispatch you're able to to track your flights you're able to keep up to date with the, the with the latest regulations in terms of the flight tracking you're able to do that rerouting but when you combine them together that's where you get the the real benefits because you are then able to to connect that information with the collaboration platform um, and therefore make sure that everyone who needs to see it can see it and that's where you can you can really get those uh, those efficiencies which have the the impact on the footprint of the airline so whilst uh, they are individual individual products they're connected in a way which makes them work really well together and that's where you get that that positive impact from increased sustainability so we have um to, to answer your second question we have a fairly large uh, a large selection of customers there's around 150 airlines that are used that are currently using uh, one or more of the products within the digital day of operations portfolio so we're looking at around around 8000 aircraft uh, in total so 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 fairly substantial and and really this is how we're able to to develop our products because we're constantly getting that that feedback from the customer on what they want so uh, we we really develop things with the customer in mind um, and this is why sustainability is is now becoming the one of the things which is really underpinning everything that we do so all of the features that we're building really have this sustainability as one of the things along with a few others one of the things that really underpins how we're developing our applications because this is what we're getting from our customers and this is this is what we're hearing and i mean you, you hear it in the news you hear it everywhere yeah. sustainability but we're we're hearing this from our customers and this is the demand they're giving to us we want this this is what we need and so that's why we're building in these ways 
Yeah, indeed. I mean, I can tell you, it's been this last year, year and a half, it's been really like, it was always there, but it's been like an explosion of interest in sustainability, not just the airlines, but the whole ecosystem and, and also companies that are like big buyers of, of corporate travel, for example, as well. So yeah, that's definitely, definitely a, a very current topic. Mm-hmm. So for people that want to learn more about this, I guess the best way is to go to the website, right? Cita.aero. So yeah, I'm going to put a link. I don't know if there's any other resource that you would recommend. Yeah, so I mean, each of these products will have a will have a a page um, which will give you some more information in terms of if if if, if you're really interested as a, an airline employee or someone like that. You we we have um, as as you mentioned right at the start, we have offices in, in lots of different locations, and uh, our, our teams of uh, of uh, account managers and, and commercial managers are are very happy to to pick up the phone and speak to anyone about these solutions. But the first point of the first stop, I would say, is is uh is definitely the seat for aircraft website where there's a, a lot of valuable information uh, hopefully some videos as well which which can provide some more detail in, into some of these products and and also what we're what we're doing in terms of uh in terms of sustainability at CETA it's not just like, it's not just our products um which we're looking at enhancing sustainability for uh, uh, for airlines um it's something that we're doing ourselves as as a company uh, and have been very successful at and there's a lot of information on our website about that as well so really it's a it's an ethos that we have now and not just uh not just something that we're trying to do for our customers it's uh it, it starts it starts from home well uh kamal thank you so much for this comprehensive vision of of what you guys are doing at, at cita for aircraft there are other episodes that are gonna um dig deeper into specific aspects of that but i think that's been really great to have like the whole vision because after all it's it's a combination of all these multiple steps that helps airlines be more efficient already today without having to wait for new propulsion systems hydrogen electric that that might happen as well but there are already powerful tools to squeeze some operational and also some environmental gains out of technology so thank you so much for for this vision um and yeah, I invite everyone to check the notes for links for additional information. Thank you very much, Kemal. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you're using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much, and see you soon. Yeah.